You know what that sound means. It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? I'm your host, Mike. I'm joined by... It's Jill. <laughs> I was going to say, normally we have like that struggle of who answers first. Yeah. But with just the two of us, it's actually kind of nice where it's just, hey, point it at you. It is super easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had a day where we've been... Uh, some of us have already been drinking. Some of us... Well, no, both of us have already been drinking. So... Uh, we're going to talk about the things we're drinking first. Um, usually we do it in the order that we go in, so I will go first. Uh, I'm drinking from the Noda Brewing Company, Vampire Walrus, which has a very cool uh, walrus with vampire uh, teeth. I love this. This can design's awesome. And Noda seems like it's one it of It is those... very cool. Yeah. This is a, uh Imperial Dippa. Um, apparently there's a yuzu fruit in it. That's interesting. I didn't know that, but it's very good. I actually really like it a lot. It's it, obviously I got it for the name and the can art, but yeah. the beer is actually pretty decent too. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm here for it. All right. Nice. So cool. uh, what do you got going over there? Well, I'm not currently drinking it, but I had uh, an old favorite of yours earlier today old from favorite. Reverie Washington <gasps> Sour. Reverie. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yeah, it's like a were... hug. Do you follow any of the Reverie people? It's okay. I if do you don't. not. I saw them at uh, the a beer fest I went to a couple weeks oh, nice. ago. Yeah. Um, they didn't recognize us, but like I mentioned your name, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Mike, how's he doing?" Yeah. Uh, Dave is his name. He was uh, <laughs> he was, I guess, cataloging their trip. Uh, the Reverie people went to Nashville. Oh, fun! And it looked like a time. Like it, it looked like a hell of a time. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. So, I love Reverie. Yeah, you also so wanted to give a what, shout out. Oh, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. As I said, that's what I had earlier. So as the name implies, it is a sour. Um, it's very vibrant in in color. Let me guess, um, cherries. Not elect, not quite electric red. Okay. But it's it's. If you went into a haunted house, Sam Raimi would be proud of that color of red. Let's put it that way. Sam Raimi. <laughs> yes, he loves color red. It's tart. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I sipped a a, a cotton candy sour or like okay. at the or roughly around the same time, and the smell of it was, bleh, but it yeah. tasted way better. That was from Hoax. Okay. okay. Yeah, Hoax. Oh yeah, yeah. Preferred. Okay, I know, I know that one. Um, they used to have that at the Oasis yeah. all the time. The cotton Very candy. nice. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple of their beers also at that beer fest I went to not too long ago. Nice. Yeah, I'm jealous of the beer fest. It was fun. It was. <laughs> It wasn't perfect though. There, there was some uh, technical issues. This was uh, the first year, I believe. Okay. So hopefully they iron out the kinks for next year. Okay. Yeah, that was our thing. Uh, we went to Moo Brew and Q, which is their third year or something like that. Um, music fest first, but it's like burgers, and then they added barbecue this year. Mm -hmm. um, getting the VIP ticket though, you get two hours of beer tasting at the beginning, and nice. it almost because it doesn't sell well. It almost is too much because like, mm. especially that second day, we drank probably 12 to 13 samples and then just coasted the rest of the way. Like we didn't get Very any more nice. beer. Um, yeah, that was it was a good time, but it was definitely one of those things where it's like, I like this and the fact that there's not many people here. So you kind of go, OK, where do we want to go there, 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 there? OK, cool. We'll go to Noda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, right on. I mean, the best beer fests are the ones where you don't have to stand half of it in a line. And yes. that was pretty good about the one we were at. 
right. there was barely ever a wait, although the yes. crowd around 12% was nuts. Yeah. Rightfully so. 12%. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Christian. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's get started with the movies. Uh, I watched a new movie. Uh, this came out on 420. So you can see, see <laughs> what we're dealing with. Uh, it is the movie Quasi, which is the latest from the Broken Lizard Gang. Uh, they're responsible for such films as like Super Troopers, Beer Fest, those kind of movies, um, as well as Tacoma FD, which is on television. I was like, <sighs> I know those movies, but yes. I didn't know the group had. I'm mm-hmm. going to sound absolutely uh, ignorant moron. I, like I said, I knew Super Troopers, didn't know the group had a name. Yes, the Broken Lizard game. Films. Yes. Um, and what I'll say is this one definitely is like the f- first real attempt where it's like, oh, this is Monty Python. Like we're trying to be uh, Monty Python. All right, uh, especially a, there's, there's a hole there. Yeah, it's it's a 1600s French, you know, like it's not quite uh, Holy Grail levels, but it's definitely trying for that. Um, it's the story of Quasimodo, who's mm-hmm. trying to find love in this sad, sad world. Uh, meanwhile, the Pope and the King. The Pope is coming to France, and the King of France wants to kill the Pope. While the Pope wants to kill the king. The king wants to kill the Pope because if the Pope's out of the way, then he has like the strongest army because he just married this woman for her uh, for British army, basically to like unite the kingdoms. Uh, And then the Pope wants to kill the king because the king obviously has these aspirations and is a complete dick bag. All right. The guy who uh, played Farva in Super Troopers is the director. And what I think I like best about this film is that they play multiple characters, like all of them really play multiple characters, at least of the main gang, um, because there's a lot of times where uh, I think his name is. Um, let's see, I got to pull this up. I didn't pull it up on my I pulled it up on my computer. I didn't pull it up on my actual Which phone. character. So. Uh, it is. So it's um, Kevin Heffernan. Okay. Um, he plays characters that come into contact with each other a lot. And like every time he calls, kind of calls himself out, like, who's this fat bastard? You know, (laughs) (laughs) he very much understands the, okay, he's the overweight guy. Let's call him out, you know? Ah, gotcha. So, um, Steve Lemmy plays Quasi, who's obviously Quasimodo. Was it Uh, a musical? It is not a musical. No, (sighs) no, I'm sorry. There's no Knights of the Round Table. We dance whenever we're able. Nothing, Rah, nothing like no one that. tries to burst into song and then is promptly no, shutted. No, there's no bursting of songs. There are chants, like a lot of chants. Um, yeah, that's that's closest we get. Like the the constant theme is talking about oysters and how it's the food of kings and quasi and his uh torture mates because they're they run the torture chamber in France. Basically, they want oysters, so they keep going, oysters, 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 you know, like that kind of stuff. That happens a lot. Um, it is ridiculous. And Sounds ridiculous. Do you yeah. know what the tagline is for the movie? I don't. Off the top but, of your head. Uh, oh, every day is hump day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a lot without, without saying much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's... There's gross out humor. There's tons of jokes about his hump. Um, he gets stabbed in the hump at one point. So it constantly, uh, well, it's 
all right, he gets an arrow, sorry, but he gets an arrow and like constantly people are like giving him a hug, like, are you okay? And every time they hug him, it shoots like a spurt of blood out of his hump. <laughs> yeah, it hit my fatty deposit. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it is God. very stupid humor. Um, but the Broken Lizard Gang, I love their movies. Like, it's just fun because you can tell they're having a good time. They love each other. Um, and especially this one, it's really weird because it is a combination of everything. Really? It's it's everybody from the Broken Lizard troop, obviously. Um, they got Brian Cox back, who was in Super Troopers. And then some of the supporting characters are the people that were like in uh, Tacoma FD or some of their other movies. Like you're just like, oh, it's that guy from that thing. It's that girl from that thing. You know, like it's and it's, so it's kind of fun to see that because. <laughs> Sorry, I just am like scrolling through the IMDb and I forgot <laughs> Phil Hudson. Time. Well, Phil Hudson's a character in this. Mm-hmm. And. There's a part where they're trying to like sing a song for Quasi, and so they sing Frere Jaca, because there's constant jokes about that too, where like they say like that's impossible, you know, like mm-hmm. over the top French kind of things, and so they're singing Frere Jaca, and they go only the sheep fuckers, and this guy <laughs> like starts going and he starts singing, he's literally called sheep fucker in oh the gosh. IMDb page. <laughs> So this seems almost like an homage to like that bygone era of comedies from like anywhere from the late seventies into the mid nineties almost exactly. before you get the uh well and that's rat the thing that, humor of the two yeah. thousands. Yeah, and that's the thing is like they try to each movie definitely feels a little different. Mm-hmm. So like Super Troopers, obviously buddy cops kind of thing, like a you know, goofy highway patrolman, that kind of thing. Club Dread is one of my favorites. Um, That's basically these guys go to an island because of this singer, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's like the the cruises and stuff like that. It's very much Jimmy Buffett style, Um, but there's a murderer on the island killing people one by one. Oh, I love this one. Club Dread is one of my favorites. It's dumb as shit. And I'm not (laughs) I'm not going to lie about that, but it's so much fun to just turn your brain off and watch it. Mm hmm. Um, they have one called Slam and Salmon, which I haven't seen that one, but that's basically waiting. It's like a parody of waiting. Okay. This one was definitely like an homage to like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And then of course Beer Fest is Beer Fest. As as a thing would imply. Yes. I don't think I've seen any of their films, to be honest. Not even don't Super sh- Troopers? I know of Super Troopers, but don't be shocked. Like this is not tend to be my type of humor, but I'm Oh, always- I think it's definitely your humor. <laughs> Is it? I like stupid things, but I'm very particular about my stupid things. At least I like to think I am. So I'm going to say watch Super Troopers. Yeah, like, I enjoy the dumbness of, like, Pineapple Express or... um, Yes, Pineapple Express falls uh, in this category. Fast and the Furious 2, but then something like uh, Year One. Oh, no, this is not Year One. No, no, no. No, this is definitely, like, they they have fun and that, like... I think what I like about these movies is that all of them have fun. Like each one. Yeah. And each one you can tell like the entire it's mostly like the same five guys. Mm -hmm. You can tell they love each other. They're having fun, like hanging out with their friends and just making a movie. Um, And that's what I'll say about Quasi is like, it's not the best of the best. I have it as number five out of the six broken lizards things I've seen. Mm -hmm. But that being said, out of those six, 
five of those I'd watch again. Like right. I'd watch Quasi again. Um, obviously, Super Troopers is at the top. Club Dread, Beer Fest, Tacoma FD, Quasi, and then Super Troopers too. They just yeah, that felt forced. That uh-huh. one was definitely a forced one. Um, but that's my thing with Broken Lizard is I think that's what I like about them the most is that they have fun with this. There you go. Um, I mean yeah. that's what sells half the movie sometimes, even when it's garbage. Is um the 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 vampire Transylvania movie that we watched. <laughs> that movie was dumb as bricks, but like yeah, yeah seemed, I would say it's just a bunch of friends making a movie. Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what it feels like. It's definitely like National Lampoon, like that. Um, yeah, I I would agree with that. And so that's why I think I like this one. I don't mm-hmm. love it, but it's not the worst thing I've seen. And it's not the worst thing I've seen of theirs. Yeah. I'm not telling you as somebody who has not seen Broken Lizard, do not start with Quasi. No. I would say start with Beer Fest or Super Troopers. Those are probably the two that are the most loved. Mm-hmm. And then if you're feeling it, go to Club Dread. That's my like go-to, one of my go-to's. It's weird because I've probably seen it the same amount of times I've seen Clue. Yeah, th- those are my like go to comedies. Damn. I know. Clue and, really and Club movie. Dread. Yeah. Woo. I'm now thinking of like all the dumb movies I like Harold and Kumar, at least the yep. first one. Harold and Kumar would fall on this list, I'd think. Yeah. You know, there was a really there was a time in my life where I really liked American Pie three, the one where specifically the third oh, one, three? the wedding, <laughs> the wedding one, like American Wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I saw the first one. I think I like only seen the second one once. And then the third one, like that was a library or blockbuster. Got gonna rent that movie. Did you ever see so like Allison Hannigan apparently recently got asked what movie she regrets doing? Oh really? No, I didn't. And she 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 goes, I regret none of the movies I'd done. I just regret the line she had from American Pie. Because now she has kids mm-hmm. and people come up to her and we're just like, oh, that one time at band camp. And she's like, don't finish the rest of that line. These are my kids. These are my kids. <laughs> so I guess that means because wasn't she a scary movie had like date movie? Wasn't mm-hmm. she the main character of date movie? You got me on that. Um, she it, is. It's very possible. I never saw a date movie. I'd given up on the scary movies at that one. Yeah, I had given up on the scary movies. And yep. Yeah, she's the main character. I've only seen that one, I think, once or twice. You know, the second scary movie. Also, great movie. Yes. Fat suit. Shallow Howl, date movie. There was something about that. You know, instead of putting glasses on a woman, they decided to go with that. I, I, I get the outrage with Shallow Howl. But I actually really love it because the message is like, don't, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. See the inner beauty, that kind of thing. And so I get why they used a fat suit Mm -hmm. and that like at least they found a reason to. Is it good? Is it okay? No, it aged poorly. (laughs) poorly. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. When it first came out, I was like, good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I see that. I see the merits of this. And now. Yeah, I'm with you. It aged poorly. <laughs> Speaking of uh, connecting this to Jack Black, we're in like the Jack Blackassons. We are. I love Jack it. No, I mean, I, he never technically went away, but like. No, no but I'm all for it. I, he's my favorite character by far in the Jumanji movies that they've made. I haven't seen the second one, but I loved him in the first one. So the second one, giving very little spoilers here, and this is like the tiniest, the tiniest of spoilers. Uh, when the characters go back in the game, 
they don't end up with their same characters that they were before. Mm-hmm. And so Jack Black has to be a completely different character. Oh, and I love it's, that. oh, it's so good because there's so many times where it's just like, oh, yeah, he's not Bethany. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Nice. Um, to to bring back the conversation, and I actually can connect one of the things I'm going to talk about to um, the Broken Lizard group to Brian Cox. Okay. Brian Cox. Um, there's there's like some preamble to how I landed on the thing I landed. Okay, I'm ready. Take me down <laughs> the rabbit hole. So as you know, Andre and I watched the original Born trilogy. Yes. For a long period of time. Holy um, shit, Jason Bourne. <laughs> I think we started it a year ago. Or like nine months ago with the first one. Um, okay. So we most recently just watched the final one, Born Supremacy, right? No. Or is it? No, Born Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Because it goes in alphabetical order. Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum. Huh, that's clever. Yeah, Ultimatum. exactly. And then Legacy is, uh, fuck Legacy. That's the one with uh, um, Hawkeye, right? Uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy yeah. Renner. Yeah. It's like Ro- I was going to say Rob Renner, and I'm like, that's not the right person. <laughs> Rob Renner. <laughs> I know how you get there, though. Yeah. <laughs> the R's. It's um, ours. So Brian Cox is actually in the the Born Supremacy as Ward yes. Abbott. I don't remember who that is, but he's okay. in the movie. So there's the little connective tissue here. So having fi- finished the original trilogy, mm-hmm. there's kind of like a, a thriller American government hole in my heart. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love so this, how you're getting here. No, yeah, I, well, no, I'm making it work. I'm making it work. Um, roughly around this time... Netflix's The Night Agent miniseries had come out. So, considering one plus one equals two, I decided to uh, to give it a go. Um, do you know anything? <laughs> oh, it does equal two. Okay, sorry, it I was carrying the one. Two. <laughs> um, do you know the series that I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Claire has been watching it. I have not been watching it, but mm-hmm. she turned it on today, and I saw DB Woodside, and that made me very happy. It made too because he will always forever be um from buffy that's how i know him okay um oh my god i can't remember his name right now it made me i have him as um i remember him more as uh amendiel uh from lucifer now ah the show i should watch but i have not seen yes you should see lucifer it was actually pretty good i hate how much i loved it um well besides the last season i was not how much you loved it yeah I hate how much I loved it because it's not for me. Like that's that's not a show that you're looking at going. Ah, oh, yes, Mike would like Lucifer, but I did really enjoy it. Principal Robin. Uh, yeah, Robin Wood. Robin Wood. That's it. There's a great episode with his like his mother's backstory that he. Yeah, okay. his character's great. Um, so very happy to see him. I forgot in he was things. in Twenty Four. I never saw Twenty Four. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it I, 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 you don't i don't have that back. big of a hole for an american political thriller yeah you don't need to go back <laughs> not like the island no um, <laughs> go back so <laughs> the night agent uh this this uh is available right now on netflix like i said it is a mini series mm-hmm. i believe it's adapted from an existing property um okay that wouldn't shock me it is based on a novel so an adaptation of a novel okay um yeah, uh, as I was saying, it's an American political spy thriller. It starts with an FBI agent getting a phone call during their shift. And from there, political intrigue, espionage, lots of fire, uh, shootouts, sneaking okay. around. Nice. A little, little dash of sex. Yeah. 
great. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's the reasoning. Like, oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, there's not much I can talk about it without it starting to snowball into spoilers. Okay. But if you're in the market for something, it, I love it's the tagline. Heroes aren't born. They answer the call. I feel like that tagline kind of does it a disservice. It makes it more cheesy than it sounds. It, it actually definitely is. does. No, and um, I'm not saying it's a good tagline. It's not, but. I'll liken it to like a nice summer day paperback. Like okay. You yeah. want something that's going to engage you, but then when you're done, you can walk away from it and be like, yeah, that was a fun ride. It's yeah. not going to linger with you for too long, though. Um, I'm sure within about. Actually, this thing came out in. When did it premiere? It premiered in March. I feel like I didn't start hearing about it until late April, early May. And just as short-lived as the talk discussion yeah. was. And it that was primarily because The Diplomat also came out on Netflix. And people right. were like, oh, this little there's a little spy thriller renaissance yeah, right. happening now. Just as quickly, I feel like the d- discourse has moved on. Plus, from, now from we it. have this Class of 09 coming out or whatever. And that yeah, feels like another one. I don't that was, totally uh, know what that is. That's Kate Mara, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, it's on oh, FX, but they've released like some of it on um, Hulu. Hulu, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting. I don't know. That's that's one of those shows that caught my attention where I was like, okay, cool. I'll I'll check that one out. It's really interesting because Kate Mara is like top series cast. She's in all the promotions, but she's like number ten on the list of oh. people. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? <laughs> well, I'm wondering if it's a like, oh, hey, we have Kate Mara. Watch the show. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she gets killed off. Yeah, like she's not really two in it. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is I know nothing about Class of 09. This is not me spoiling it or anything like that. But it's just one of those things where it kind of feels like Kate Mara's 10. Or... Well, also around roughly around this time period, there was the talk of the Citadel TV series coming yeah, right. out. that. Yep. I don't know much about it, but I know it was not well received. Which yeah, it's not. It's not, not well received a at all. Good thing because it, apparently it's part of a bigger, Ooh. bigger thing, like a bigger okay. universe. Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy who created the Night Agent, this seems to be his bread and butter. Um, okay. he was he wrote for the Shield. He created the Shield. He wrote okay. for the Unit. Yeah. Um, SWAT. He is currently the creator, writer, and executive producer. So this dude knows what he's doing when it he comes to crafting doing. a story like yeah. this. Yeah, sorry. I'm just I just typed in the Citadel and the first or like the second review, three stars. The script was probably written by Chat GPT. Ah! <laughs> Ouch. Oh, some good no. names attached to the Citadel too. Uh Richard Madden, and then we've got uh right. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. And uh who's the main guy? Oh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Stanley I Tucci. Love Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, that's funny. That's the night agent, and I'm sure people probably would have talked about it a little bit longer if a little prequel series to a right. Netflix juggernaut hadn't come out. And right, you're thinking I'm talking about Indian matchmaking. You would be okay. correct, but actually, Queen Isn't that Charlotte. Ma- matchmaking? There is the Jewish matchmaking. I, kind I of thought about watch watching it. that actually just to have something for the show. I thought about <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I. I have not engaged. I'm morbidly curious, but I feel like I need to make it a drinking game. Oh, yes, definitely. And Absolutely please invite me to watch game. that drinking game. I feel like through like through the my the gaps of my fingers. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, in my, I, I can't think of a clever off the top of my head connective tissue of how to jump from the night agent to Queen Charlotte other than, hey, it's Netflix. It's um, Netflix. But I've also watched that. Mm-hmm. I think I watched that over the course of roughly 48, 48 hours, like two days. Did they release everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah, the so, nice okay. thing about Netflix. Unlike w- our watch of Ted Lasso, like I'm enjoying yeah. the week to week, but there We're... is something very refreshing about just we have said that we are going to watch season three of Ted Lasso when it's all out. I think they have one more week or something like that, or two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah, this okay. Is the third to last episode. So we're um, literally, yeah, we're going to watch it all, like, one day binge it. There you go. So. Uh, the episodes are much longer this this season. They're about that's an hour heard. each. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. Um, all right. You'll have to know. let me know what you think seeing it all in yeah. one go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Queen Charlotte. Queen Abe Charlotte. Dory. Um, Pinky's this is really <laughs> Pinky's up. Have you seen any of the Bridgerton? No. Hi, no. No, nothing. I, it's not. It's you don't not. want a period set romance bodice ripper? You literally said period, and I was like, I'm done. I'm <laughs> off. Uh, I'm not usually the period type. I'm not usually the uh drama type. I like. I'm talking about a broken lizard movie on this podcast today. Yes. Like it's not for me. So a slow boil romance over like eight episodes of will they won't they would not be titillating to no. you. No, okay. no, it would not. Uh, <laughs> Roger Jean Page is all the titillation I need, but he's uh, not in this. He is not yeah, in right. this. I know. I and know. probably will never be in any Bridgerton thing done. again. He's done. He's living his best white life off and as a paladin in the D and D universe. Um, no, Queen, As it was should. really good. Like, I don't want to beat her on the bush. The Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton story was one of the few prequel things where... Are you okay? <laughs> did she just get beard in the eye? <laughs> I did. I was trying to get the pop. It's right by my eye. <laughs> I don't think... I take that as a sign. I don't think that beer wants to be drunk. Uh, This beer was Fighting fine. It's very foamy. God, ow. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. That was Bridgerton karma. Ah, yes, that is Bridgerton Karma. That's me calling out any period piece now. (laughs) (laughs) The women will rise. (laughs) So what was I saying before you got beard? Uh, This is the one of, you know how some TV series, they'll make prequels and it's just because they want to keep the cash coming in on the franchise. Um, All of the thrones. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure oh if Westworld God. had done better, they, we yeah. would have gotten a Westworld prequel series. Well, we got sure. the Lord of the Rings prequel series, and it's apparently not very good. Uh, I disagree. I liked it. Did you I, like it? Okay. Yeah. The it, Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately. Writers, writers deserve fair compensation. Yes. They, the Agreed. writing has been, I believe, halted. Yep. Um, no, I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, this is a good point to sit, share, like, hey, WGA strike, we're behind you. I don't know what it matters that our little podcast is behind you, but we just want you to know that we stand with you. And did you see the picture? There's a picture that I think is no. right up your alley that you'd like. Oh, I have not seen it. Mandy Patinkin's on the line. Mandy. Uh, he has a sign that says, my name is Mandy Patinkin. Uh, uh, you underpaid my writers. Prepare to pay. Love that. Love that, uh, man. What a treasure. But also there's a picture of Lin-Manuel Miranda bringing him mm-hmm. and his friends donuts on the line. Oh, I did hear about that. Oh, it's so good. Like, that's I yeah. love it. I love it. So we stand behind you, WGA. Um, we, we do. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about no. that. No. Bridgerton. 
Uh, <laughs> Queen Charlotte. This is one of the rare. Getting to the point, one of the this is a really good prequel series. I and mm-hmm. if anything, I kind of wish they hadn't tried so hard to give a subtle B plot to kind of weave through the A story that connects it back to the present day. Right. I don't necessarily know if it's going to lead into season three of Bridgerton, okay. but they they gave a little fan service to those who are interested in the Bridgerton plot lines without really okay. trying to split the narrative. Yeah. Um, no, it was really fantastic. It served up everything you want from a Bridgerton style story. You really grow to like the characters, the sexual tension, and the romantic tension for that matter. And young King George looks like our old landlord. So your old landlord, not mine. <laughs> I know my old landlord. Sorry. Yeah, Claire and I's <laughs> old landlord. Greg, if you listen to this, you look like young King George. So it's a compliment. Yeah. Oh no, it definitely is. Use that. <laughs> <laughs> um no, it's it's really good. It's well acted. I would say it's well written. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of the contemporary music being uh, translated into Regency era um, composition, it's great for that too. Nice. Um, yeah, it it's impressive when you watch when you watch something like this and you you realize it's far more than just I'm here for the sex. Yeah, right. Um, which I would imagine that's why people were attracted I mean, to. If you're uh, here 50 for Shades that, you're here for that. Yeah, <laughs> you like... are. This is not. Fifty Shades of Grey. This is far well, far better far in better. all elements, including the sex. This is this is better <laughs> written, better sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it continues to be, it continues to be a nice breath of fresh air. Um, okay. that is romantic, romantic escape, romantic escapism, romantic escapism. Um, okay. Yeah, all right. that's what I would call it. Hmm. But you know, hmm. if you didn't like Bridgerton, I don't think you're gonna like this. So take that if you what you will. But if yeah. you're open to a new experience, you don't really need to know anything about Bridgerton to enjoy Queen Charlotte. So if this is a right. I mean, if this is something that sounds interesting. <laughs> also, the most badass opening. It starts. Uh, like, not really a spoiler, but Julie Andrew. She mm-hmm. Julie Andrews is the narrator. Um, for Lady oh, nice. Whistledown, which is yeah, the this secretive person we don't really know the paper um so she starts with a brief uh voiceover that basically says that what you're about to see is fiction based on fact is like fiction based on things they don't necessarily say fact they very clever with trying to pick a side (laughs) on that just enjoy this is basically this is stupid but here it is enjoy we're about to take you away on a like a romantic escapism as you said before like, yeah, romantic escapism awaits. Get on board yeah. or get off. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. Just no, I'm, knew, I'm all for that. Yeah, they knew people were going to come for it. That Julie um, Andrews too. The narrators and our our things are pretty good. Julie Andrews, Brian Cox. Like we're we're getting some good narrators lately. Does Brian Cox narrate quasi? He does. Yes. Yeah. He is. Oh, he he's a narrator <laughs> for the beginning and end. Like he's. This is literally like a 10 minute job for him. He, <laughs> he had to go to a voice booth and go, I'm Brian Cox. Like, this is quasi okay, 1600s, Quasimodo, blah, blah, blah. Sophie. Yeah. Sophie Cat made an appearance. Just over there. Oh, okay. I don't want to like mess around with the camera too much, but uh, she's <laughs> just off camera. Nice. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprisingly, no animals have broken in on me today. So it helps that. Uh, Oh, because I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Um, no. I've been playing a video game that Andre has been trying to get me to play. A for... video game? Yeah. You're about to be for... a video game podcast now? Uh, we are game for a movie. We can talk games. Love it. Um, 
Andre has been trying to get me for a long time to play Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's not that I haven't had any interest. It's not that I was just like, ah, no, I'm fine. It is on PlayStation Plus. So I finally mm-hmm. got it downloaded and I've played it uh, probably four levels of it this far, which is about two, three hours or so. Yeah. Claire is now playing it, too. Oh, that's yes. fun. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing it's a hit. It is a hit. So she played. Uh, she. <laughs> um, this is not about thoughts about the writer or anything like that. Death to the author. But we have both played Hogwarts Legacy. Mm hmm. I have beaten the first go around. She has played Hogwarts Legacy. She has started at least four times. Oh, my God. I think you'd mentioned this before that she was really into it. Yeah. So she completed the game first as a Hufflepuff. She completed Mm -hmm. the game as a Ravenclaw. Yes. No. Gryffindor. She completed the game as Gryffindor. And then she wanted to see the common rooms of Ravenclaw and Slytherin. So she started the game two more times. Um, Ravenclaw, she's a little more ahead, but she was like, I need a break. I need to do something different. So she started playing Guardians and she basically has already caught up to me. Um, wow. Yeah. She's that's exciting. It's always fun when you like sh- when two people in a, I'm in loving a couple this. I'm get loving a game together. Like, I am absolutely loving this. We're playing at different times, but it's kind of fun to like talk about with each other mm-hmm. too. Um, so she's a little behind me, but not quite so far behind right now while we're recording she's playing in the other room (laughs) very nice but it's just one of those things where it's like okay cool like this is this is kind of fun to see that you're interested in playing that kind of stuff and like it's the characters Mm -hmm. we know and love um i'm a little upset about star lord's voice oh you don't like it i don't like it but the rest of the game has been a lot of fun i like the gameplay i like that it's challenging sophie cat Hi, Sophie. She's not a lab cat. Not a lab cat. Don't want. Don't want. Don't want. <laughs> um, I've actually started. Well, more than started now. I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Um, Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but I've I've pierced through the veil of the game. Okay. And I see, I see the Matrix. I see what it wants me to do. I see the game loop. Okay. And I'm enjoying it. I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Okay. But I. I think it's very clever with how the magic system works in the game. Yeah, I'm um, with you on that. I think I think the characters are really all well, very pretty well written. Um, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I have some things. I have some characters. Others. Yeah, I have some characters where I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. I, whenever I find like a notebook, I don't even read it. No, no. I <laughs> then I know how to skip dialogue faster. I yeah. just read it in the move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I finished the main story as a Hufflepuff, and like now I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna hundred percent this game because it feels like a game I could hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't feel like it's too difficult that I'm sitting here going, well, I don't know if I can hundred percent this game. And I, I obviously I'm not gonna play it more than once on different difficulties, but yeah. it's just one of those games where I feel like, okay, normal playthrough, I can get a hundred percent of the stuff done, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I switched to Guardians, and then I'm also playing again Fractured But Whole. <laughs> That's a fun one. Oh my god, I love South Park games too much. I already played Stick of Truth. It was like quick and easy in, yeah. out, done. 
I should replay Stick of Truth. I think I like that one more than Fractured Butthole overall. I agree completely. Stick of Truth was definitely the better of those two. Fractured Butthole is fun because it's superheroes and stuff, but it's a lot more of like, um, okay, go do this mission. Go do that mission. Mm -hmm. Go do this mission. You know, like you have to go to this to do that, to do this, to that. And Stick of Truth was just kind of like a little more, not exploratory, but like it's a little more you get to discover on your own a little bit. Yeah, there was yeah. less on-rails guiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, going back to Hogwarts Legacy, I feel like I'm overpowered. Like, I'm in level 20, high 20s. Yeah. And I'm getting quests where it's like, recommended level, you know, level 11. And I'm like, yeah. they well, scale, but I think they that, scale. Well, that's the funny thing about, like, Claire playing through this again. When she was mm -hmm. Gryffindor for the second time, she got to level like 35 before she completed like the second story mission, you know, oh and God. it was just like, oh, cool. You're just going to destroy <laughs> everybody. Good luck. Yep. I mean, it feels nice. Yeah. Um, I'm in the second semester. I think there was a okay. seasonal change. Yeah. And now I'm filling out the uh, the map room, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing okay. things, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games that uh, me and Andre of playing the same game as your your okay. loved one. Yes. Andre and I are doing that with Tears of the Kingdom, the new Tears Legend of, of Zelda game. Uh, all right. Are you obsessed? Uh, yes. In the way that I'm obsessed, <laughs> I dream about <Yeah>. it. Is <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <Not> that obsessed? <laughs> Last yeah, night, that's I pretty obsessed. I was exploring <laughs> through Hyrule. Um, <laughs> that's pretty obsessed. Yes, just a tad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't take a day off of work to play it, it though. Uh, that to me is obsession. But I mean, like, all right, Link... Andre's really enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> enjoying is underselling it. He yeah. loves it. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Um, there's so many Link fanboys that are calling it like one of their best games of all time already it just came out yeah is it right really... well that's why i wanted to know where's andre on the link fanboy he's pretty high um okay. i don't know if he's played every single zelda game that's ever zelded but okay. he certainly has his favorites a couple yes. uh one or two are i would say are deep cut but um <laughs> one or two well not deep like they're known they're not deep yeah. that like deep does he like wind waker that's the important thing I think he likes it. I love Wind Waker. That's yeah. I think Wind Waker's scale. Yeah, I think Wind Waker's the good like that's if you know you're a true fan or like kind of just a casual fan. Yeah, is if you like Wind Waker. And I was actually saying I don't know if you followed any of the news. There was a discussion that the creators had that they already are thinking about the third one or the next. Are. Of course, they next are. Zelda game. I won't yeah. call it the third. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna sell out. This is gonna do well, yeah. um, which is good. Like I rather hear here that they are thinking about it than yeah. We don't know. We'll see what this does. Right. Um. I would love if they took another stab, kind of at the Great Sea, but it okay. wouldn't obviously be the Great Sea again. Yeah. Um, right. Um. But play with that sailing mechanic once again with that yeah. exploration. Yeah. They I have like to figure that. out some creative story for it, but yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time to. And then yeah, I'm with you. On there's that. so much they could do with like underwater, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No, I'm with you because, well, especially because the water temples, as much as they're a pain in the ass, they are usually the most talked about. It's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was that? That was Ocarina? You mean the one with Jabu Jabu? Maybe. I'm talking about the the water <laughs> temple. Like the most like 
well-known. The most well-known. That one's Ocarina. Yeah. Ocarina. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was Majora's or Ocarina. I knew it was the 64 one. Um, Yeah. I believe it's uh, Ocarina. Yeah. I've played, I've played parts of Ocarina. I haven't played it in full. The only one I've actually, the only two I've ever played in full, although I've watched Mm -hmm. Let's Plays of all of them, or at least all of the 3D Zeldas. Wind Waker and um, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. And Breath of the Wild. I actually beat Breath of the Wild on Thursday. Oh my god. I could have beaten it two (laughs) years ago, and I just never did. The funny thing is, I think the only one I've actually, like, stuck through and beaten was Twilight Princess. I like Twilight Princess. I I played a good chunk of that. Yeah, it was just more so that was the first one that I was, like, fully invested in. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We didn't give ratings to everything, by the way. No. We need to give ratings. We did not. Yeah. We'll backtrack. We'll backtrack. Go first or should I? Uh, Go ahead. At least one of them. Oh, I can can do both. Uh, So for Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton story, I give it... I'd give it three point eight out of five oranges. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> or mutated mutated rabbits. That'll <laughs> that'll mean something if you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's mutated rabbits. Now yeah. maybe the period <laughs> drama might be in Mike's future. <laughs> no, it's it's deformed. It's a it's deformed rabbits. She gets a she gets a Pomeranian. The you know okay. the. The iconic royal dog yeah and she doesn't know what it is so she calls it like a deformed rabbit oh for a long lame. time i called it a, a mutated rabbit same idea <laughs> lame all right fine i'm still out <laughs> uh and then for night agent i would give that a solid 3.5 out of five phones okay phones are ringing phones, phones are ringing yep. phones are ringing <laughs> yeah quasi is a uh, 2.5 out of five oysters 2.5 is low, man. Well, it's not, though. It's half. Out of five, true. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, I feel bad because I say two, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really giving this a two. But 2.5 out of five is really half of the scale. Mm. So if you double it, five out of ten. Yeah. You know? And so I'm giving it oysters because that's a big point of contention is oysters. <laughs> oysters. Oysters. And there's a chance. Yeah, exactly. It's the stuff of kings. So... <laughs> Yeah, he has like an orgasmic experience when he has his first oyster. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's oysters. They're an aphrodisiac, oysters, don't you know? They've got the juice. Yeah. They are an aphrodisiac. Uh, I also <laughs> needed to point this out. So I know I'm going back on this. Um, the queen of the kingdom is played in by. Quasi. In Quasi. Is played by Adrienne uh, Palicki. Padalecki. Padalecki. Yep. I saw it on uh, IMDb. And, you know, they, they kind of tease the will they, won't they? What do you think gets them over the hump, as they say, for why? The, yeah, you're welcome. That was accidental. Um, what do you think puts them over the hump for them actually uh, doing the hump? Oysters. Nope. Not oysters. They find out they're cousins. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> 1600s. That's what they did. God incest what a time what a time it drew me insane when then she goes wait what oh my god we're cousins oh come here (laughs) like it's like over the top like oh yeah yep there you go you're welcome and on that note i think we should close this episode (laughs) i think we should as well this has gone off the rails leave everybody is talked is brought up i'm out yeah oh yeah as soon as incest happens we need to close the show 
So uh, that was us uh, for a movie podcast. Hey, follow Shoot us on the everything shit podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> follow us on everything. We talk about incest sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm no. Host, Mike, I've been joined by a reluctant Jill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. I came for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.